so where were we? Oh yeah, my sister was on her deathbed, and I was trying to secure the cure to save her. I had sold the data I was told was gold, data that if we controlled, we could mold into a cure. And then, I lost it. Now, I was trying to get it back before Bossman95 found out, before I missed my opportunity to save Teresa, before I got caught. I spent the previous afternoon and evening researching which U-Haul dealership had the pickup truck where I'd lost my backpack, which contained the SD cards upon which resided the data I needed. So which dealership had the truck? None of them, that's who. The truck had been rented out already. I spent most of the day on hold to find that out. U-Haul said I could stop by tomorrow to look for it, though. <sighs> now I was in bed, not sleeping, because that's the way I roll. I turned on the news. I don't remember the exact words, but the anchor said something like, Faction 13 News has just learned the suspect in the Atlanta data heist has stolen what the U.S. State Department is calling a cyber weapon. Action 13's John Terrence Frank has more. Has more. Has more. I sat up. Cyber weapon. Atlanta data heist, that had to be me, right? A cyber weapon? What the fuck is a cyber weapon? I didn't steal any kind of weapon. But sure enough, Action 13 News showed a picture of me. It was the one of me with my beard from my Oxarod security ID photo. The reporter said they also created a mock-up of what I might look like without a beard, and they showed that too. Add a bit of road rash from jumping out of a moving car, and yeah, that was me. Then they showed some video of Barry. They were asking him questions. Then Kevin. Whoa, Gateway was not keeping this on the down low. I grabbed my phone with a shattered screen and opened up the Dark World Forums app. The news of the Gateway heist was all over it. One hacker took my ID photo, ran it through facial recognition software stolen from Facebook, and pulled up a bunch of social media posts they thought were mine. Thankfully, I've never used social media in my life, so most of the pictures were of some other dude. That dude is going to have a tough week. Yeah, sorry, buddy. If life was fair, my sister wouldn't be dying right now. This is Kill Switch, recording four. I called it Her Computer. I watched as B-roll showed helicopter footage of miles of traffic stopped like a parking lot caused by roadblocks designed to catch me. I saw my crashed car in the ravine at the end of the straightaway. I saw Terrell, my Uber driver from early this morning, shown outside his house being questioned by police. The announcer finished the news report. Anyone who has information regarding the theft is encouraged to call the FBI tips hotline or go online to HTTP. It was the middle of the night, but I had to talk to Bossman95 about this. I absolutely dreaded doing it. Bossman95 had called me many times, messaged me many times, and I had ignored it all. He was going to be pissed. I opened the Roblox app, started a game, and pulled up the chat. I found Bossman95's username and typed out a message. I wrote, I'm all 
over the news and sent it. I know I felt like I needed to talk to Bossman95, but when I saw the little dots it meant he was typing his reply, my heart stopped. <sighs> I hate this. To occupy my mind, I opened the Dark World Forums app again. I'd know what Bossman95 said soon enough. On Dark World Forums, there were hundreds of posts about the heist. I was shocked. People asking how it had been pulled off. Was it Russians? The over-under on the head of Axelrod Security losing his job was put at 1.5 days. And one user with the handle the Doxer, that's Doxer with three X's, of course, had put two and two together, divided by pi, come up with infinity, and somehow already figured out it was I, me, who had pulled off the heist. I say I, but all they really had was my Dark World Forums username. But the doxer was already trying to dox me. I prayed I hadn't made any dumb OPSEC mistakes. Dumb OPSEC mistakes? Like what, you ask? Like the case of Dread Pirate Roberts. Dread Pirate Roberts, aka Ross Ulbrich, founder of Silk Road, once upon a time, asked a simple question on Stack Overflow using his real name by accident. He changed the name one minute later, but it was already too late. Several years later, that Stack Overflow post helped lead to his arrest and conviction. Using the internet while remaining anonymous is more difficult than it seems. You have to do everything right for life to stay anonymous. But mess one thing up, and you're screwed forever. Albrecht is still in jail. Did I avoid that kind of mistake? The only way to really know is to wait. If I die before I get doxxed, no, I didn't make any mistakes. I still don't know what Bossman95 sounds like, as we've never spoken, but I always imagine him to sound like Niles from the TV show Frasier. Here's what Bossman95 wrote back. Where the fuck have you been? I wrote, Sorry, things have gone bad. No shit, you're all over the Dark World forums, and CNN has just picked up the story. I'm watching it right now. I wrote, You said the data I stole would be barely missed. Bossman95 responded, The problem was with the extra SD cards you took. Bossman95 explained that he owned a mole in the FBI. He got a call last night. One of those random cards I had taken was something important. National security implications. I slumped onto my pillows. For God's sake. So, back at Gateway Underground Secure Storage, when I stole the data we wanted research about a COVID-19 cure, we decided that sealing other cards at random would help mask our intent, thus cover our tracks. Cover our tracks at least long enough for me to get away. The authorities would have to follow multiple leads, which would buy us time, blah, blah. Technically, the plan worked. The card we really wanted, the digital reams of COVID-19 research data, seemed to be forgotten. Neither Bossman95 nor I had even considered that one of those other cards would be a much, much bigger deal. Bossman95 wrote, Go to a FedEx drop and mail the SD cards to me. Right now. All of them. It's important that you send me all of them. He included an address for me to use. I didn't even have the SD cards, so I typed, I don't think so. I would never hear from you again. He responded, You don't trust me. It's not about 
trusting you. I'm trying to save my sister's life. I can't afford to trust anyone. I waited for a reply, but none came. No little dots, it meant he was typing. Nothing. I thought about Ubering to U-Haul, but wanted to save Uber for emergencies. I had seen Terrell, last night's Uber driver, on the news. Most likely, Uber had flagged my account and card number. Thank God I used a different credit card with a different identity with Lyft, or else they'd have me found by now. I had two hours before the U-Haul dealership that rented my truck opened. It was all the way across town. I decided to walk. I arrived at U-Haul at 0845 and went directly to Lost and Found. Nothing. The manager said she didn't know anything about a backpack. I gave her the plate partial for the truck and she ran it through their computer. She said, That truck is still out. The woman came back and it looks like she paid for a second day. You just missed her. <sighs> Nothing was going right. I asked the manager for the woman's address. The manager looked at me like I just asked her to unbutton her shirt. She said, I can't give you her address. We have privacy laws. I don't mean to make the manager sound bitchy. She wasn't really. She's just doing her job. I'm upset, that's all, but ah, come on. Through the big windows in the front of the store, I saw a plain-looking Ford Taurus arrive. Two guys in dark suits stepped out. Suits in this weather? Gotta be FBI. I looked around. The manager was now dealing with some irate customer who had just come in yelling about a dent or something, and I noticed a pile of duplicate rental contracts behind the counter. I reached over and grabbed them, and then went to the bathroom. I thumbed through them and found the one matching the partial on the plates from the U-Haul pickup. Yes, I had it. Back in business. I am doing this. form had the woman's name, phone number, email, and home address. I took it and hid the rest of the forms under the trash can. I opened the restroom door and peeked out. The manager was now talking to the FBI agents out front. I left by the side door, through the garage where they install hitches. Surely the FBI would figure out what I was searching for in no time. So here is my thinking. One last time, I take the Uber. They were on to me anyway, so by the time Uber alerted them that I had ordered a ride, I should be long gone. I waited around the corner. My Uber pulled up three minutes later. I approached cautiously, looking into the window. I got in. We drove off toward the house where, according to the U-Haul form, the Keisha Broadside lived. I eyed the Uber driver. He didn't look like a cop or an FBI agent. But what does an undercover cop posing as an Uber driver even look like? Just an Uber driver, right? Ten minutes later, we'd pulled up to the address I'd given on the Uber app. I got out. He drove off. I figured I had, at most, ten minutes before the FBI arrived. I spotted the U-Haul pickup truck next to the house, full of fence posts and planks. A couple of teenagers and a woman were unloading it. The license plate matched. I hailed the family from the curb. Hello? 
Hey, I rented that truck earlier this week and forgot something. I came closer. I tried to look friendly. I hoped they'd been too busy working to watch the news. I left my backpack in the truck. It's baby blue. Takesha said, Oh yeah, we got that. It's in the house. I was going to take it back this morning, but I forgot. I almost fell to my knees in relief. I said, I'm in a hurry. Can you go get it? I glanced down the street, dreading to see a police car or that FBI Taurus. I expected them at any moment. Dakisha, who didn't know I knew her name, had muddy feet, and she was sweaty and dirty, and she said, I'm busy. It's on the kitchen counter right inside the door. Go ahead. You can't miss it. I thanked her and went inside her house. It was a modest house, a little messy, but there was something simmering on the stove that smelled great. That burrito I'd scraped off the road yesterday was the last thing I'd eaten. My stomach rumbled. I walked over and lifted up the lid to the pot on the stove. Hmm, seafood gumbo. Cornbread in a cast iron pan sat on the counter nearby cooling. I glanced out the window to make sure they weren't coming in, opened a few drawers, found a big spoon, and tasted the gumbo. Ah, oh, to die for. Oh, I was so hungry. But I didn't have time for this. Inconspicuous. I needed to be inconspicuous. I set the spoon down and spotted my backpack. As I grabbed it, I spotted a desktop computer in the living room. I walked over and looked at it. It had an SD card slot. I moved the mouse. The screensaver went away. The desktop appeared. It was not password protected. I shouldn't have done it. I didn't have time to do it, but... I had to know. What was on these SD cards? A cyber weapon? What else had I taken? I unzipped my backpack, took out my hardcover Faraday box, took the key from my pocket, unlocked it, and took out the cards. I inserted the first one into the SD slot. A message popped up. Unrecognizable drive format. Hmm. I ejected it, tried another. Same. Third. Same. Fourth. Fifth. Sixth. All the same. Unrecognizable drive format. Unreadable on this ancient Windows machine. I could hear Dakisha outside commanding her sons to put down their phones. I should have just stood up, walked out, and left. But I didn't. I opened up Internet Explorer. It loaded so slowly. How old was this computer? I glanced out the window. No sign of police. As I waited, I glanced around the desk. There was a mouse pad with the faces of those teenagers outside helping her unload the truck. Smiling faces, about 10 years younger. My God, how old is this computer? Next to the mouse, a stack of bills. Then, Internet Explorer finally popped up. I typed in duckduckgo.com, hit enter, and then searched for Gateway Underground Secure Storage Volume Format. I clicked the first link and read an entry from Gateway's own Frequently Asked Questions. Question, what format does Gateway use? Answer. Gateway uses a proprietary disk volume format called GUS. Built on the foundation of Linux, GUS's encrypted journal format, along with our proprietary Linux kernel extension, means you can enjoy a more secure, nearly unhackable experience. Our proprietary drive format is specific to our custom hardware. Files from our devices cannot be viewed on or copied to other operating systems. Shit, so... I needed a specific operating system to even look at the files? Files couldn't be copied to other OSs? You gotta be kidding. Then I heard the screen door creaking. Someone was coming in the house. I clicked the corner of the browser to close it. 
It didn't respond. It was so slow. I clicked it again. Click, click, click. Come on. Suddenly, I got the blue screen of death. The computer had crashed. Eh, good enough. Then, Dakisha appeared. What the fuck are you doing? I said, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I shouldn't have. I was... Um, mapping my route, I have to walk, so I was looking for the shortest route. Takesha looked at me suspiciously. She said, How did you know where to find your backpack? Did you all give you my address? I said, I'm just leaving, gonna leave now. Really sorry, Takesha, I didn't mean- You know my fucking name? Nuh-uh. I think I have a bone to pick with you, Hall. I think you- Takesha picked up a baseball bat by the front door. Should be on your way. I wholeheartedly agreed with the Keisha that I should be on my way. And I demonstrated my wholehearted agreementness by sprinting out of the house, leaping the three stairs off the porch, re-aggravating my sore hip, then limping down the street, carrying my backpack and Faraday box. I went up a block, over a block, through an alley, watched for cops nonstop, waiting for the onslaught, crisscross, crosswalk, so hot, sweat mop, found a shady tree, finally stopped. I pulled out my iPhone. The shattered screen was crumbling away, but still worked. I called Lyft and got a ride to Best Buy, where I bought a cheap laptop with an SD card slot, a cellular Wi-Fi hotspot, several more cheap pay-as-you-go Android phones, and a new iPhone without a shattered screen. Then I called a different Lyft and headed back to that Greyhound bus station. It was time to get the fuck out of Dodge. Lyft dropped me off at Greyhound. I paid for a ticket in cash to the next bus going anywhere, boarded 10 minutes later, settled into a seat in the last row, put on my menacingly best do not sit next to me face, and was setting up some essentials on the laptop as the bus began to pull away. Over the intercom, I heard the driver say, please be seated, seat belts are required. I took a deep breath and relaxed. The last couple of stragglers had boarded and were looking for seats. I sent a telepathic message to say, stay away. A signal saying that yes, there is an empty seat next to me, but no, do not sit there. Do not sit ne- <sighs> Damn it. A young woman wearing a mask dropped her bag on the floor, kicked it under the seat, and sat down next to me. She looked over and said, oh great, it's you again. Thanks for listening. I'm definitely not telling you what to do, but if you want, check out the show notes for some links.